Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Bethany. And we are Sister in Song. Today, we have a special guest coming all the way from Canada. We have Hyla Tilly. She is a Canadian singer-songwriter known for her intimate and emotionally turbulent live performances, her gymnastic guitar playing, and her fabulous shoe collection. Using whatever words she likes, Hyla constructs Tales true and tall of fantastic exploits, mundane tasks, and moderate misadventure, which she delivers with a mix of vocal fusillades, chaotic finger-picking, and kaleidoscopic rhythms, punctuated with scintillating melodies and moments of serenity. Kyla lives in Newfoundland and Labrador in a cabin in the woods with her husband, guitars, and a whole lot of evergreens. So we are super excited to have you here with us today, Kyla. Okay, we are going to just fire off some questions to you and learn more about you. Absolutely. And I love your intro, your bio. That is just so fun. <laughs> and <laughs> and now I'm interested and jealous of the shoes. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what kind of shoes? Fancy shoes? Well, I like, I like high heels. So I was a Barbie girl. <laughs> um, this is one of my fun, my fun recent, I mean, sorry, podcast people. You can't yeah, see you these. Can't, they're missing out. Oh my gosh. Barbie high heels I have, but I have Those these are amazing. pink, um, these pink see-through. See they're high heel jelly shoes <laughs> and they have pink sparkly oh you cannot um, go wrong with pink sparkly right yeah <laughs> on, the, on the soles like where on your Louboutins you have red on these Barbie shoes you have sparkly pink I have a lot of I really like I really like high heels and and like I have I have over 60 pairs of shoes and they they all have like basically the same silhouette because that's what I like well that's perfect that's right you know what you like do you have you written a song about your shoes I've written many songs about shoes. Uh, <laughs> shoes come up a lot. I keep needing to like run some sort of um, like language recognition over my lyrics to see just how many times the word shoes come up. But I do have, uh, I have a song called Shoe Shopping, a poem, which is about, it, which is very, like most of the songs, it's like shoes might be mentioned here or there, but in Shoe Shopping, a poem, it is a it is a poem about what it's like for me to go shoe shopping, basically. I love um, it. Fantastic. We we ask kind of the same questions, same format of all of our guests, which, you know, that's just And then they hijack you to so show far. you their shoe collection. But that's why I asked. We wanted to, wanted to see your, um, your shoes because that's part of who you are. So tell us first how you got started in music. Sure. Um, when I was 11, my... I always used to say my parents and my mom heard me tell this story and she was like, I didn't have anything to do with that. That would have been your father. So I was like, okay. When I was 11, my dad stuck a classical guitar in my hand and sent me to lessons. And it was like childhood to me. Like I never really understood what was going on. So like, like I liked listening to music. My, my parents, like my dad sang and played piano and my older brother was in a band. Music, music was all around. Um, but yeah, when I was 11, uh, my older brother had taught himself classical guitar and dad was like, okay, teach your little sister, I'll pay you. Um, and so he just like put a guitar in my hand and was like, here, you're, you're taking lessons with Vic. And it was just like, in my memory, it was just like, huh? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're doing this. And uh, I can even remember like the very first thing we learned was an E minor arpeggio. So I could learn how to, you know, pick the strings. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you did was... not say, like, I want to learn how to play guitar. It was just no. like, here, no, no, it was it. just that's like, your kid, this is what you're doing. And I loved it. And, and that's just like, like what awesome. I, what I did forever. And like a couple years, like when I was like, 
I don't know, like 12 or 13, it kind of dawned on me like, oh, you can play chords and sing songs. Cause like I was learning classical music. I was learning Bach and stuff like that, which I love. Uh, but yeah, and then like at some point I was singing along to, like I was always listening to like, like British folk rock bands from the seventies and stuff like that. And at some point, like I have a vague memory of being like, oh, I can like sing these songs and just play chords underneath them. Cause like there's chords happening and I can do that. And then like a couple of years later, like in my late teens, early twenties, it's like, oh, I can write the words. <laughs> That's something that I could do. So yeah, but that was really like that, like here kids, you're going to guitar lessons is how I got started. Do you play other instruments at all? No, I mean, I have a bunch around um, and I like, I say, no, I don't play any other instruments. And like, you look, if you look at the credits for my albums, you'll see that like I play bass and glockenspiel and banjo, <laughs> but I don't play any of those. I have those instruments. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. What got you interested in writing your own songs? So we know how you came to learn guitar and that kind of thing. So how did you start writing? I think I really started writing like I I know that there was like I had written a couple songs in high like not even high, I think like when I was 18 like last year of high school um the first year after and I'd kind of dabbled with writing songs a, just a tiny bit I I played in some bands in high school and we'd jam and come up with our songs but it wasn't like sitting down and writing a song and like nobody wrote those songs down or played them after those bands existed kind of thing but when I was uh after the turn of the century, I was living <laughs> in St. John's, Newfoundland, and it has an incredible, an incredible singer songwriter scene. So I was going, I was going downtown to see bands and to see music. And I was seeing, um, like just hearing people sing and like Ron Hines, who's a very uh, well-known Canadian songwriter, singer, singer, songwriter. He's from, he was from Newfoundland. And so he was playing every week. So we were hearing him all the time. And, um, it's just kind of like everyone around me was writing songs. So it was just like, oh, I can write songs. I can write songs too. Like, this is, this is what you do. Okay. I can write a song. Um, and I do, it was a real natural progression. And, but that one definitely, like, I remember just kind of like being out, like I was playing, you know, I was jamming with some people and, um, I was definitely, I feel like I had definitely written a song or two that we were, you know, actually I'm not even like, I kind of was like, oh, I have these like old songs that I wrote, but like, we're not really going to do those, but we're jamming. And I just kind of remember being downtown one day and being like, oh yeah, I can, we can write more songs. So it just, I think it was really like, if I didn't, if I hadn't lived there, maybe I wouldn't have gone so wholehearted into songwriting, but it was just like, it was surrounded by songwriters. Like, do you feel like the you were more focused on lyrics or the music or both? Both. 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 I okay. always both. Um, okay. And I, it's funny because when I listen to music, I don't hear the lyrics. Like I have to struggle really hard. Like I have to learn the song basically to, to really notice the lyrics. I'm really a music first. And what I will notice is bad lyrics. So <laughs> when I started writing lyrics, I was like, I can't write bad lyrics. <laughs> and so I've become like, I've become someone for whom lyrics are extraordinarily important. And I put a lot of thought into my lyrics and all of my songs have a lot of lyrics. And then it's like, cause you know, people are like, oh, like you, you must love lyrics. And it's like, yeah, I really have to, you know, it takes me like 400 listens to a song um, <laughs> I know what the song is about but uh, 
Yeah. So when I started, it was really like lyrics and melody came out at the same time. Most of kind the time. of to everything together. So we have been trying to, um, we've started with the lyric, definitely yeah, writers first and then musicians. Right. But I would say I've had a lot of bad lyrics. Oh, but we're learning the guitar and things like that. Well, learning the guitar right now. And it is, a, it's, it's a struggle. It's hard. It is, um, definitely a, a tough thing to learn, especially, you know, it, it's something that you just have to practice a lot. Yeah. Any advice there that you can give us? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, as being adults who are busy, so first of all, I my advice would be um, make sure you make sacred time to do this. And even if it's like five minutes a day, that will go further than not making any sacred time because it's really easy for your time to be stolen from you by life and everything around. Oh, true. Um, and in those, um, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of technical exercises. And in fact, if you have five minutes a day to play guitar and that's it, um, I would say spend that five minutes with a metronome going. And just do technical exercises and do them slowly and do them um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very deliberately. <laughs> yeah. do them deliberately. Think about what you're doing. Uh, make that five minutes like a real workout for your brain. But even just doing and I'm doing like that's a that's an exercise that I read. Uh, it was a Steve Vai exercise I read in a Guitar World magazine. Uh, 25 years ago and I do it every morning um, and I do lots of variations on it but even just like just chromatically go like walking up your string it just kind of teaches your hands where where they should be landing um, so if you only have a very small amount of time uh, a really simple but very deliberately done technical exercise will do incredible things to your playing and I would say I do it with a metronome <laughs> I love that. I love that too, because we normally ask people a lot about their lyrics and stuff, but it helps me as new yes. guitar players. It helps us see, you know, what other people do to perfect that skill too. So mm -hmm. have you ever written anything for anyone else? Uh, yeah, I wrote, uh, I wrote the song Little for Jenny Gear. Um, she was a she 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 is she's she's still singing she's still with she's, us she's 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 still with us and she's still singing um but she she was uh um actually i think this she she was on canadian idol she was on she made it to fourth place on canadian idol one year um and she was putting out she's from newfoundland um and i knew her i i knew her but you know but but sort of right around that time uh she was looking for songs to put an album of local songwriters so i was like her drummer actually had approached me about another one of my songs and was like oh maybe that would be good for jenny gear she's she's a real like deep deep alto um and i'm an alto but she's a real low like really powerful jazz singer kind of gorgeous gorgeous voice and um Anyway, they had, there was like one of the songs that I did, and it's it's kind of in a low register. So he was like, "Oh, maybe you should, you know, pitch that to Jenny Gear." And I was like, "I'm gonna pitch that to Jenny Gear. I'm gonna write a song for Jenny Gear." <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a song, and just like I just like thought about how she sang and uh, put that song together, and um, oh. yeah, and she did. She recorded it. Uh, but I think that's the only time I really was like, I'm writing for somebody else. Uh, mostly, mostly I write. I write for you. I write yeah. For myself. Do you yeah. collaborate with anyone ever? 
Yeah, um, and I, I've written quite a few songs with, so <laughs> I used to play in a heavy metal band called Endearing Perversion um, with this woman, Kara Windsor Hare, and she wrote all the lyrics and I wrote all the music. So she was diva excellent. She wrote the lyrics and sang, and I was riff mistress pandemonium and I wrote all the music. And uh, so we, a lot of songs like that. And like, she's, she's gone on to become a, um, she's a stand-up comedian. But when, so we'd written quite a lot of songs together with our band and I've written songs with like people I was in bands with. Um, I'm in a band with my husband. We, we've written a bunch of like really like 15 minute long technical death metal songs together. Um, that's cool. how we, that's how we met and fell in love. Anyway. I love it. Um, but when, sort of around the beginning of the pandemic, uh, when John Prine, who I'm a huge John Prine fan, and uh, we heard that John Prine was in the hospital uh, with COVID. And my friend Kara, um, she, so I was living in Montreal at that time, and she was here in Newfoundland. And she, um, she texted me. And she was like, Oh, I like woke up in the middle of the night. And like, I feel so bad about John Prine. And I woke up and I just wrote these words down um here like do something with them and so she sent me like it was a text message so it was this huge just block of completely unformatted text and i don't know like she like woke up in the middle of the night and like typed it into her phone or what i've but done that how, before yeah so that's how i got this and this is like whenever we've written together and when we were writing together in the band she would send me lyrics and she always says like here's the lyrics like a complete lyric but she's always like do what you want like you know fix it rewrite it cut it up like you have free reign like but here's the words and i almost never change anything and um anyway she sent me this this song about john prine and it was just like um there was like i think one line that it just didn't flow and in the morning she was like oh like this could be the line um and it's like oh yeah that's it so i i put it to music and i didn't change anything except for the line that she changed herself um, and so we had song like John. And so I, it's like, and people, it's like, you know, it's a song that people like, it really seems to, to touch a lot of people. And so I was recording this album, um, last year, that's all about kind of giving yourself permission to be yourself, I think is really what the whole album comes down to. And that's what this song is about song like John. It's like, if you, if you want to write a song, write a song. Um, that's basically the message. And uh, so I called Kara because I was like, okay, I'd really like to record this on the album because this is what the album is about. And uh, I was like talking about all the themes and self-acceptance and like, you know, overcoming like the things we put in our own way kind of thing. And she was like, oh, Tilly, I got a set of lyrics for you. So then she <laughs> sent me another set of lyrics that became the song Swimsuit and Axe. And the same thing, like she always says, you don't change anything. And this was a set that she had worked on. Like she had spent the winter working on it. She did a bad winter and spent it kind of getting everything out in this set of lyrics. And the only thing I did, there was one bad rhyme. And I was like, I can't sing that. Um, I'm going to use this word. And she said, I knew you were going to change that. And she was like, I knew, I knew, I knew it. And she was like, and I didn't like it. And I was like, ah, she'll fix it. <laughs> and I took one, one other part that I was like, this is good. I really want to repeat it, which is the most, which is usually when she sends me lyrics, that the most change I ever do usually is just go, wow, this part's really good. We're going to say it three times. <laughs> what genre of music is your uh, album? Uh, I call it prog folk, like progressive folk. So it's okay. decided like I am a folk singer, like absolutely like girl on guitar, singing yeah. you lots <laughs> of words, telling you stories, absolutely folky. But um, I love prog rock. I love metal. So like songs are in seven, eight. They 
there's tons of like I hardly have any songs that stay in one tempo like it's very rare for a song to just like be in one rhythm throughout so there's always quite a few tempo and rhythm changes and time signature changes and stuff throughout so what's the name of the album this album is called bloom and grow so it's my second Mm -hmm. full-length album I put it out last August and there's 12 songs on it and uh, they sort of tell like they weren't, it wasn't written as a concept, but I looked upon songs that I had and was like, oh, I have, I have a lot of songs on this, this theme. And so I kind of figured out, um, yeah, I picked 12 that kind of flowed in sort of a natural progression. So from like, feeling like you want to do something to like, okay, maybe I can't do this. Oh, no, everything is terrible. Um, oh, no, maybe things aren't so bad. Maybe I'm not so bad, that kind of thing. And and then finally culminating in, well, it doesn't really matter anyway, because we're all going to die. Um, but then who cares? I love that progression. We're all die. <laughs> like, <laughs> just write a song. <laughs> oh, that's been, I love it. I can't wait to listen. That's fantastic. And, and you're involved in a song club like we are. How did you get involved in that? Uh, actually at the beginning of the pandemic and that's really what led to uh, the album bloom and grow I think um, I had taken part in a five and five challenge in 2018 I think um, and when the pandemic came uh, Sarah had I think she just sent out an email to anyone who had been you know who's it just who's on started the actually Monday yeah Right. And uh, yeah, so a new a new song five and five challenges just started on Monday. So I love the five and five challenges. Um, and we can talk more about that, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I had, I was on her mailing list because I'd taken a five and five challenge and she was just saying, oh, for the for the she did like a dry run of song club at the very beginning of the pandemic. I don't know if either of you were in it. I, I started it. I didn't do a lot. I wasn't involved a lot involved. in it, but I I kind of followed along a little bit, but yes, trying to get myself more involved. We both are. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So she had, she had done this. uh, I think it lasted like maybe it was three months. I don't even think it was that long, but she'd done a little, like a short song club thing. And um, anyway, I joined because I was like, yeah, because because I had been like I'd had a very busy summer, <laughs> and then I did not, and uh, yeah. so so I was I signed up for that and um, went to every everyone. It was I think she met every two weeks, and she'd give a prompt, and that was where that very first one was the prompt that turned into the song "Bloom and Grow." That is the cool. title track of my album, and it also like so the prompts where she gave so these prompts that she gives there's often a list of 10 words and you like try Mm -hmm. to use five in a song and so she gave two prompts that day so one was a list of 10 words and one was um write a letter to your inner child and i was like oh i'm going for the 10 words because i love those 10 word lists and one of the like the first word was rabbit anyway i started writing and um in the end, by the time I finally finished the song, like I think I, I worked on that song for most of the summer on the on the song club. And by the time I finished the song, I was like, oh, I wrote a letter to my inner child. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And like, and I can't live in this apartment anymore. We're going to Newfoundland. Like it really, it was like this. Yeah, song, gee, I didn't even realize how life-changing song club was. 
That's amazing. And that is a big goal of ours is to get more involved. Make sure we're saving the time for the Thursday ride-ins. Yeah, because... I'm looking forward to getting back to them. I've certain my summer has been quite busy and I haven't been able to get to as many. And but this is the sacred time. I'm like, it's got to be sacred time. Love it. Yep. Yes, ma'am. So have you or can you tell us more about kind of your songwriting process? Like maybe start to finish of a song. And I know it's different for each song, of course, but like, is there a general process that you use? Yeah, there's certainly some things that show up a lot. Um, and I will mention that I uh, I do most of my songwriting now live on my Twitch show. So um, the world is welcome to come and watch as this goes down. But I usually, so I have a bunch of, so I love working with prompts. Um, so I, I always have like a bag of prompts, but I don't always use them, um, you know, but I'm, I'm really, I, I make sure that I'm always kind of like open to ideas and thoughts. Um, so I will sit down usually with a prompt or some sort of, some sort of seed. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I looked out my window and it's fall like that, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I keep things like um I've got like dungeons and dragons dice and like scrabble tiles and thesauruses so sometimes i'll roll dice and just pick this and this is not always how it goes but sometimes i'll pick like four random notes and i'll i'll just be like okay i have these four notes like maybe it's chords maybe it's one chord maybe it's a snippet of a melody but it's just like to give yourself and they may end up getting totally ignored, but it's just like, oh, I've got an F sharp and I've got an A and I've got a D. And it's just like, here's a, here's a starting point. I can stick my fingers on the guitar. Um, but yeah, then usually, especially if I have a, um, especially if I have a lyrical prompt idea, I'll kind of sit down and brainstorm. So I'll type out, like, I'll type out words that make me think about the prompt I'll type out ideas sometimes I have a story I want to tell so I'll, I'll write like an outline of a story um so I've, I've written this song bread and oil which is about a misadventure on the way to the market and I was like okay what's my story gonna be and like I wrote the story down and um and I think it came out of scrabble tiles actually like I got the word bread and I got the word oil out of some That's random so oh scrabble tiles so then it's like okay bread and oil like what am i going to do for maybe i'm going to the store for bread and oil and then i like i've been meaning to write an updated going to the market song so that's the type of thing that i'll do so i i often spend a fair bit of time typing some words out and then i start picking my guitar up and you know maybe um you know sometimes i just stick my like what happens if i stick my fingers on the guitar and like say some of these lines what comes up um sometimes i'm like i've written too many things in e lately we're going to avoid that or like <laughs> I use this g this you know I use this G chord in every song. Let's try and write a song without it, that sort of thing. But yeah, then there's a bit of playing around with the music and then it's just back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, I run out of ideas on one, I switch to the other. And I write out my guitar parts as I write them. So I have, um, I use Lily Pond, uh, which is uh, it's cool. software for, for typesetting music. This is the kind of a negative part of it, but do you ever get writer's block? And if you do, what are kind of things that you work through? Like how do you sure. work through that? Sure. Um, so I would say that I went through a period of time um, that was maybe about six years long in which I didn't write anything. And I was just like, 
I don't know, uninspired. I didn't have things like it wasn't like I wasn't playing a lot of shows. I was doing other stuff. I was involved in other bands and like, it was just like, you know, I just wasn't writing. And I kind of was day I was like, gee, like, when did I last actually write a new song? Like, I think it's been like six years. Uh, so I, my husband is a computer programmer. He's also a musician, but he's a computer programmer. And he had just gone to a, a retreat, a computer programming retreat. And I was like, I think songwriting retreats exist. I should like to go to a songwriting retreat. So I looked up retreats and um, I found the, so it was funny because it's like, there's a lot of songwriting retreats and, you know, they all have their own vibe kind of thing. So some of them were like, oh, this is this is a retreat where like some of them that you needed to apply to be able to go. And like some of them, their idea was like they'd be pitching to they were like retreats to try and write to pitch to pop stars. Oh, sure. Um, and like some of them were like really holistic and get in touch with your inner self. And it's like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. And then I found I found this one um, in Toronto. So I was in Montreal at the time. Uh, so it was just north of Toronto. Um, and it was the Toronto Songwriting School. And they were like, come to our songwriting retreat. Come if you've never written a song. Come if you've been writing for 20 years. We'll hang out. We'll sing songs to each other. You'll leave with a new song. And I was like, okay, that's that's my vibe. <laughs> like this, like, we'll have a campfire if the weather's nice. And uh, so uh, I went and I took my husband, like my husband was like, who like was a heavy metal musician. Um, and he was just like, oh, if like, if anyone can go, can I go? Like, would you mind if I came too? And I was like, no, it, like, totally come that'd be great and uh, so he went so we discovered that he's an incredible folk singer songwriter <laughs> which we had no idea he never tried to write anything like that before um it turns out he's incredible and uh i was introduced that's where i was introduced to the concept of songwriting prompts and i wrote I am so happy with the song that I wrote at that getaway, which was in 2018. I still haven't been performing it or like I plan to record it to release next. Like it, I was like, I better do a good job on this album because for years I've been like, I've written the greatest song I've ever written and I shall release it in 2025. <laughs> at least you have a plan for it. Finish writing an album around it. But yeah, I was introduced to song prompts then. And I have not experienced writing writer's block since. And um, my real, my real, uh, it's just like having that sort of being able to find like any tiny little seed is all you need to write a song. Um, and so I think like, and then like shortly after I found the five and five and, and, um, and I, there's like another, there's an open mic online I go to that they have a song prompt at the beginning of every month. Like, I'm like, give me your prompts. So I think that that's probably the best thing for writer's block. And just like, I'm very, uh, I feel like when I write, like I'm really okay with, like you'll, you'll throw stuff out. Like it doesn't matter, like you can write something that's bad and then you can be like, oh, that's not very good next yep. <laughs> and like I'm really okay with that and I think that that's I think I've kind of always been okay with that but I think that that's something that does get in people's way sometimes is this kind of like oh like what I'm writing isn't good and it's like well just get 
get get the not good stuff out and then yeah free up the space for the good stuff to come out. Life's too short to write bad songs. Life's too short to write that. So I just throw those away. And I've been like uh I like when I lived in Montreal I had a studio and I really I had hours. Like I have writing hours and it's I think have and I've kept maintained that through Twitch, but it's just kind of I think it's this all goes back to sacred space again. It's just like if you have those hours, I think you just trained your body to be like, okay, well you're gonna do something in those hours. So having the 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 idea of the prompts, having like I said, I've got little tricks to do. Like if I'm if nothing musical is coming, I'll roll some random notes. Uh, I've got a Glockenspiel that I'll like like I I've got a couple songs where I wrote the melody on the Glockenspiel. So it's just like um use a different instrument something you don't play just do something new to shake it up and that'll give you a that'll give you a new idea and then you'll put the glass bill away and take up the oh, instrument that you're comfortable with and you know <laughs> okay well that is a fantastic help for me because uh, i do that to myself or i say i get stuck on a bad bad lyric that i think i can fix it and i i should just throw it away and, and move on yeah, i know i become the like terrible perfectionist and i'm like oh this sounds awful i gotta get it right the first time i'm like yeah, yeah. you can get it right later this. yeah you can get it right yeah. later and like yeah. i'll like i will write and like sometimes um and i've got i've got it all on video um but i will spend a lot of time on my lyrics and like i won't so performing your songs too is also how you kind of really gauge you know they're like if a line works or not i'll have a song and it'll be kind of finished and i'll perform it and i'll be like oh every time i like i don't feel like singing that line like that line it like there's something needs to change with that line and you know i'll tweak that and tweak that um but i'm always you know i'll always go back and and change things so it's really like edit you'll you'll edit later don't, yeah. don't worry about absolutely i have these three questions that yeah. i want to ask everybody so the first one is who are your influences or idols? Um, so I'd say Jethro Tull is a huge one. Steel Eye Span and Fairport Convention are big ones, which are, they were um, like, a, what's his name? Richard Thompson was in uh, Fairport Convention. Uh, and it was fun because I played in a band with someone who was a huge Richard Thompson fan. And I didn't know, I didn't even know Richard Thompson's name. And then it was like, oh, he's the guitar player from Fairport Convention. Like that's <laughs> half of why I sound the way I do. Um, uh, John Prine for sure is a huge, and I've seen John Prine in concert, I think eight times in three different countries. Um, awesome. That's, uh, he was, he was a big, um, it's really, it's really weird because like, if I describe the music I listen to, you would be like, well, you obviously don't like John Prine. And it's like, no, John, John Prine is God. <laughs> yeah. And then, and Bach, like J.S. Bach, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sound the way I do. I wouldn't play the guitar the way I do. I certainly wouldn't write bass lines the way I do if I hadn't um, played so much Bach as a kid. And uh, I love, there's something about the way he writes. And I got, um, I got like, I don't play piano at all, but I got a, I got the, what is it? The the preludes and fugues. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to try. Like I decided like to try and learn a little piano once. And then I just discovered that I, I don't like playing the piano, but <laughs> um, I did like playing Bach. I did like, cause there's something about the way he writes and it's the same on the guitar. Your hands just move in a different way than they do for other music. Um, and it's very satisfying and it was very satisfying on the guitar and it was very satisfying on the keyboard and it's like, oh yeah, I, that, that did something to my brain and That's yeah, really that, cool. 
highly those are very eclectic influences (laughs) what would you say do you have a favorite song or lyric currently and if so why and what is it will you share with us um i think there's a there's a line in a in a grateful dead song um in the secret space of dreams where i dreaming lay amazed uh which is in addicts of our life which like every time i sing that i'm like oh my god what a line that is a fantastic line line. yeah so that's that's one that jumps to mind immediately that's cool okay and then if you could perform and or write collaborate with any artist living or dead who would it be and why Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I would, uh, gee, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's tough one. <laughs> that's a really really tough one. Um, and like, like in some ways, I feel like like maybe I'd like to collaborate with like Billy Joel or someone like that. Who I think I think um, I really like Billy Joel, and I think like billy joel is really weird and we don't quite realize how weird he is um i'm like he's a weird dude and he seems to really like i you know people have said that like my stuff has a bit of a musical theater quality as well and i think his certainly does and i think i think um i think i think me and billy joel could riff on one another's weirdness and do something pretty, pretty incredible um, oh, that'd that be that's super it. cool. Oh, that <laughs> Throw that out to the universe. Yeah. Yes. I would we'll also love- like Vin Diesel to yeah. hire me to write a musical version of The Fast and the Furious. That would be, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if that ever comes out, I'm going to be so excited for you. I love it. I can't wait to hear the bass lines on that. Yeah, actually. <laughs> love to invite you to play a song for us if you would sure. like. You tell us what it is and a little bit about it and then. Fire away. We are excited to hear. Sure. I think I will I will sing I will sing Bloom and Grow. Um, because we talked yeah. about that. And uh this is the song that um I came about uh from the song club. And I'm gonna take my headphones off to sing it. Um but yeah, this is really and this is the central, you know, the opening song of my album. I also think it gives you a pretty good idea of my sound in general. So my songs are very like it's eclectic, right? But uh, yeah, so this this song I also totally credit with deciding to leave Montreal and return return to the woods of Newfoundland. Running through the undergrowth, popping up to get a peek if the coast is clear enough to get away. Get away from all your thoughts, get out from your winter up, let the butterflies come out and flutter around. Bloom and grow, child, bloom and grow. Reach for the mountains, don't brace for the fall. Time enough for caution when the day is done. Gather up the dust and make it blow away. Bloom and grow, child. Bloom and grow. Reach for the mountains. Don't brace for the fall. Time enough for caution when the day is done. When you hit the ground, chances are you'll bounce. Then you'll be stronger and you'll be wiser too. You'll still be foolish, but 
said you won't mind so much Mind so much Summer spots are creeping in searchlight in the living room Pouring light on all the things you hide away Memories folded in a drawer, thoughts he bundled up and stored Locked away, forgot till they came back around Bloom and grow, child, bloom and grow Embrace the moment, don't dwell on the fall Leave the reflection till the day is done Thank you for playing that, Thank sharing you. with us. I love it. So tell us where we, our listeners can find your music and if you have any upcoming gigs or anything that you want to promote. Shameless Sh- plugs. Shameless <laughs> plugs. Shameless plugs. Um, yeah, you can find my music anywhere you listen to music. Uh, type in Kyla Tilly, K-Y-L-A-T-I-L-L-E-Y. Um, my website is kylatilly.com. Um I have a, yeah, if you go to songwhip.com slash Kyla Tilly takes you to all the streaming sites. Uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, um, Twitch, YouTube. I'm every, you type, just type Kyla Tilly into the internet and like up, up I come wherever it is that you, wherever you'd like to hang out. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll promote my Twitch show. Um, I stream, I do quite a bit of live streaming. So I'm on Twitch four times a week on Monday mornings. It's a sing song, but Wednesdays and Fridays, I write songs and Sundays I play video games. Uh, <laughs> like, I do a weekly, I call it the weekly Wednesday warble. So on Wednesdays, I show up on YouTube, um, and sing 10 songs on a theme. And I've just started doing some live streaming on TikTok as well. So it's really easy. It's really easy to come find me. I'm just like, I'm on the internet. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm Kyla Tilly on all platforms. So right. That's Kyla, it's been wonderful oh chatting gosh. with you. Thank you so much for your time and for your beautiful music. We have loved having you. Our usual, <laughs> our usual spiel here is if you like this episode and you, and you want to hear more, please give us a thumbs up and a five stars and all of that. And also if you're listening and you're a musician and you want to be interviewed, contact us at nashvillehotchickenmusic at gmail.com. And that's us. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure.